six-pack double feature. Ah, sixer. Two friends, two movies, and too much to drink. I'm Travis. And I'm Nathan. <laughs> hey, there you guys are. It's bleak futures, wet streets, and robots today. As the guys talk RoboCop and Terminator. And a few half-assed theories on time travel, but they're not science-y. Am I right? Nathan. Sweet Travis. Six-pack double feature. You can put six packs of soda in here. How long before we do that movie? Tommy Boy? You could do it right now if you want. What, what do you want to pair it with? Let's go. I haven't taken notes on it. I have, I have not prepared for that. <laughs> what you drinking there? Your flat gin and soda. Yeah. My wife likes soda water, not tonic water. And she's got the soda stream. There's a little more of a fizz in here than the other one. It's, but that's homemade, it's that's still, homemade soda water. And it's, I don't, I don't I like, like soda stream, but it doesn't hold its fizz. It doesn't. But when I don't want to drink soda because all I want is the fizz, but I don't need all of the sugar water that comes along with it, I usually use you the soda stream. You grab just an, grab an Alka Seltzer and you feel better fast? I do. Plop, yeah. plop, fizz, fizz. Oh. What a relief it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> this is not bad, though. I don't mind the flavor. That's a bo- So it's a Bombay Sapphire gin that you're drinking there? Is that, is that your first gin drink ever? Yes, it's my first gin drink ever. Wow. I, initially, my first gin drink was supposed to be a gin and tonic, but yeah. you well, don't have I, any tonic water. I haven't been on a gin kick for a minute, so Jamie's been on a gin and soda kick. Soda water to me is like this water with fizz, fizz in it. It's <laughs> Whereas tonic water is a little more like, oh, does that have medicine in it? Does that have, what is it? Quinine? Quinine. Quinine. As Jamie says it, quinine. (laughs) Reba McIntyre might as well. (laughs) Have you seen that meme where it says, I'm Reba McIntyre to your shit? And it's a picture (laughs) of her from Tremors with the machine gun just laying waste to the graboid. No. (laughs) It says Reba McIntyre to your shit. It's fucking great. We're gonna put it up as when we do our. Uh, Just as long as you remind me when I. Start I'll, I'll remind you. I'll right, remind you when we do our uh, Tremors mini episode for uh, Friday the Thirteenth, which makes share no your fucking sense. Share Jamie's uh, impersonation of Ruth from uh, Ozarks as well. I don't know shit about fuck. I don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> hey gang, what an awkward transition into saying, "Hey, how are you?" It's six-pack double feature. I'm not Nathan. And I'm not Bill. <laughs> Say it right. Or, or, or Travis. Or Travis. Uh, yeah, Nathan, as he said, he's having a, uh, a gin and tonic today. Except it's a gin and soda. I'm oh, sorry, gin and soda. Jeez, get it right. I'm drinking the old official, unofficial beer of six-pack double feature. Narragansett lager beer. These are the good hours. The time for Gansett. Narragansett Lager Beer. For the good hours. <laughs> Today we're doing... <laughs> I'm cut off from this. <laughs> you've, already eaten, no. you've already eaten oh, lunch. No, I'm just kidding. No, you're good. Um, Today we're doing a real heavy metal episode. <laughs> heavy metal. It's a dumb... I, I'm glad I got that out of the way you're, early. You're dumb. Uh, Yep, today it's RoboCop and Terminator. RoboCop. One-man police force with the strength of an army. 
the speed of a laser, the brain of a computer, and a body made of steel. Looking for me? Robocop. Starts Friday, July 17th at a theater near you. <laughs> Sounds like they got uh, like Billy Vera and the Beaters or Katrina and the Waves to do the music for Oh, that. yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> it's so... <laughs> it's surprising that this movie made any money. <laughs> it also has the voiceover guy who does a lot of the canon stuff. God, you can't hate him, though. I like finding now the TV spots when we can, depending on how old the movie is. It's just really fun. It's, it's, more, it's more fun, yeah. It's more fun. It's 30 seconds. It, you don't bore the listeners of our podcast, all seven of them. Three. Uh, with, oh, Three. Yeah, yeah. plus four. Uh, <laughs> of playing a two-minute, two two-and-a-half-minute trailer. But there's also another reason why, and it's because they stole the music from the Terminator. Fastest reflexes modern technology has to offer onboard computer-assisted memory and a lifetime of on-the-street law enforcement programming. It is my great pleasure to present to you... Robocop. I started laughing because in my head... Robocop. Okay, let's get to your thing first. The Roboclap. I mean, oh, <laughs> that's a thing too. That too. It's... I have two things now. <laughs> All right, fuck your thing. We'll get to my two things first because <laughs> I'll lose a pill first. for that. <laughs> there's, uh, it was on the critic. It was Roboclapper. Roboclapper. Please, dirtbag. You're under a rest. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh and i can't uh the other one was um i believe cracked back when cracked was a magazine before it was a website yeah they tried to compete with garbage pail kids and they had their own little weird little kind of offensive cards with stickers okay that and makes sense one of them was hobo cop <laughs> <laughs> his body was a trash can no <laughs> So what was your thing that's probably more relevant? He's they stole they stole. I don't know if they just borrowed, probably got permission to, but the original theatrical trailer of Robocop, they basically used the, the music, music from, from Terminator. Terminator. Cuz I watched just enough special features when they talked to the guy who did the score, which is Brad Fidel or Fidel. Um You don't mean comics, no, do you? No. Okay. He wanted to create the the sounds much much better tension than they do yes but he wanted to create um what sounded like a cybernetic or robot metallic cop like heartbeat clap remember when we created uh, our own version of him it was um the robot sheriff what if they remade robocop but made it in like a southern state trooper <laughs> instead of that mask he had like wrapped around like aviators <laughs> <laughs> and like a Smokey the Bear hat, but it came okay. down all the way and <laughs> had aviators for eyes. Where are you going, Sonny? You Get have, your ass back here. You have ten seconds to comply. Y'all have a good evening. Robo Sheriff. Five seconds to comply. He's not a cop. He's a sheriff. Well, that's different. He's in the county. He's in the county. And it's an elected position, too. Yeah. So he's, a little he's more, in the county, so he's in yeah. a little more weight. Robo Sheriff. You gotta elect Robo Sheriff though. <laughs> <laughs> or it's gonna be Robo Deputy. <laughs> Do you have to have your hand blown off first? Oh. Well how you gonna how are you gonna swear him in if he has no hand? Ooh, if he's in the south, his his right hand would just be a Bible. And he could swear himself in. I do and, declare. <laughs> I, but he has to have the same voice. I do declare. It's <laughs> gotta have like robot uh that's a giant rooster. Um, Foghorn Leghorn? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to sound like robot Foghorn Leghorn. 
great. (laughs) 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 What episode was that in that we did that? Uh, I don't remember. Is it one of the Bond? We'll find out. You guys let us know. How accurate is the America depicted in in RoboCop? Depends on the part of the country. 97, 98%. I wrote down here, I'm like, in a a dystopian future, Detroit is on the verge of collapse due to financial mismanagement and high crime. Oh, so literally Detroit. (laughs) I went through Detroit. I'm like, seriously. I went through Detroit one one time on my way to Canada. Well, twice. On my way to Canada, on my way back. And I was like, this fucking looks like RoboCop. And RoboCop was shot in Dallas, Dallas Texas. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that, too, because it was Dallas, Texas was supposed to look a little more futuristic. What year is it that this is supposed to take place? And then I think the trailer said 1991. I thought, yeah, it was 91, I think. <laughs> I didn't Did you do trivia on this or did no, I? No, you did. I did. Okay. I know and I did. We'll I just... find out when you get to those pages. or We'll not. find out today. How old were you when you saw this the first time? I'm thinking I was around the age of 13 or 14. This may have been the second or third R-rated movie that I had ever seen. So you, you got Running see... Man was first. You saw this when it came out-ish on video? I was probably on HBO. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let's just backtrack. Just a little bit of backstory. I wasn't allowed to watch Goonies. But I was allowed to rent fucking RoboCop. I was seven, dude. Okay, by you're the time too I, young for Goonies. But RoboCop? by the time by the time RoboCop came out on VHS, I would have been eight. It would have it would have hit it would have it would have hit VHS in 1988, which is when I would have seen it. And I think my mom thought it was going to be like a new superhero kind of thing. Well, they very much advertised. They towards marketed. Kids. They marketed yeah. towards kids. And fuck, there was it's a game. Not. There no. was a Saturday morning cartoon. After being mortally wounded in the line of duty, Officer Murphy is outfitted by OCP with bulletproof titanium robotic parts and with computer-enhanced motor and sensory capabilities. He has become the ultimate super cop. Robocop. I, that's my magic wand now, as I want to see the cartoon <laughs> version. Like the, like the Japanese anime... Uh, it's going to be much more violent. I can tell you that much right now. We That's take- what I had down here. I'm like, how good are the ERs in this dystopian future? The man had his brains blown out of the back of his head, <laughs> and yet they intubate, in, uh, intubate him. Hey, Seriously. I took you two tries on that. You like that? Good for you, buddy. I'm proud only, of you. Only two. Yeah, that's good. You didn't get in your own head. You didn't get frustrated. Cheers. Or too much gin. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. You know what? Um, we need some action figures. We need a Saturday morning cartoon. We need a Nintendo Super Nintendo or a new Super Nintendo or if it was NES, 80, it, 87, 88. It, it was been, NES it would, it would still. Uh, NES version of Robocop. I remember playing that game. I don't remember quite the game quite a bit. So, do you think Mr. Kenny had a good life insurance policy with OCP before he was turned into Swiss cheese by Ed Two Hundred Nine? <laughs> hey, Mr. Kenny, can you help me with this demonstration? I don't here's, know. Here's this Desert Eagle. <laughs> 50 caliber fun bit of trivia <laughs> that deagle was supposed to be robocop's gun really but it looked too, too small really yeah so they had to fucking make a bigger fucking Big gun they had to go a little bit more america With all the prosthetics on yeah peter weller yeah they had to go a little bit more america on the gun that would be a gun that fit robocop's hand but yeah that deagle was supposed to be his gun and I gotta feel like OCP 
fucking shafted him or his family on that life insurance policy. Okay. The unrated version is only. Yeah, so, yeah, guys. Okay. So Nathan texted me the other day and he said, holy fuck. Did you watch the unedited or the, uh, the, unrated, the version. unrated version of RoboCop? And I went, no. no. Why? And he goes, I think I just did. And holy fuck. Is it, is it violent? Is it ultra violent? And fucking RoboCop is ultra violent. This movie is only about the, the unedited or unrated version is only like a minute, minute and a half longer than the original. It's only to take out the violence. What well, violence? What extra violence is in it? The additional uh, destruction of Mr. Kenny in the boardroom before with the Ed 209 and his glitch. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Ronnie Cox. <laughs> He's so good in this. He is so good in this. So is Miguel Ferrer. But it's the how many more times he gets shot <laughs> onto that table is just like, get over it. Are you done yet? Verhoeven is a sick <laughs> You could just, you almost see the plastic from the squibs of how many times the squibs have gone off on his chest. And then okay. the other one is um, Murphy's. Uh, oh, there's, death they, they hang out on that more? Yeah, well, I'd ask you to tell me what the uh, R rated version is compared to the X. I haven't seen it in 30 years. <laughs> you closed your eyes? I, I leave the house. You walked out of the house. I walk for out of. The, I walk. I don't. I, I walk out of the house, dude. I can hear it. It's unsettling. But it's 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 his facial reactions. We talked about it in things that fucked us up as kids or whatever, well, scarred us or yeah, scared it, us or whatever. Yeah, scared us as kids. Or we talked about. I know I brought it up with death scenes, and he was in my top my pick six of death scenes for my first one. Rewatching it this time, it's just as disturbing. But you know who did the. Uh, the visual effects and makeup effects for this movie. Rob Bottin? Yeah. I did know that. The Thing. And the it fly. really it, yeah, the fly and the thing and what really stuck out is there's this there's this movement of the camera where it goes from the face to the back right before he gets his brains blown out. Now, this may only be in the unrated version. I do remember the brains his, like landing on the lens of the yeah, camera. But his face and his teeth are out and he's like yeah. It looks very much thing like okay. watching John Carpenter's the couldn't, thing. Couldn't tell you. I remember his brains landing on the lens of the camera. Kind of like in Predator. It's gross. But I don't I'm... That's where that's right after I wrote this, I'm like, okay, so the ERs are really good in Detroit in the future. The what? Nineteen ninety the ER doctors are really good <laughs> in this future. They have to be. <laughs> While futuristic looking for the time, the late 80s Ford Tauruses, could they look not more dated now watching this? Our neighbor has a Ford Taurus, and it sounds like it like clunks and squeaks when she pulls out of the driveway. It's like, that's what... That's, that's what, what RoboCop That was drove? supposed to be the badass police car of yeah. the uh, the future in the 80s. The future is now. Uh, what... I put down here, I'm like, the first introduction of RoboCop where you can only see him from behind the frosted glass in the police station. I have that, too. That's very that effective. That is so awesome. It's I very forgot. Jaws. It's very Jaws. Yeah. It's like, he appears to be, like, seven feet tall and with a loud, like, mechanical... And everybody is just running to want to get a better look at him into the police station. Little glimpses. Of, they did that on purpose, obviously. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was I think it was so a great good. introduction I have of the, the actual Robocop. I think I have that in here later. Um, are we to infer that Murphy gets transferred from his prior precinct 
to the Western or wherever he is here. I believe it's Western. And he dies on his first day in his new job. It was, yeah, he got transferred and he died on his first day. It was his first day. I always thought or read somewhere that they were, the reason why they couldn't get any backup was they were holding off on resources in order to get a candidate for RoboCop. Wouldn't. It wouldn't me. surprise me at all either, but when I rewatched well, because it this they last could, time, they didn't actually specify specifically. They imply that. it with that. So there's the Ed 209 glitch. Right. And then Miguel we're, we're, ready, to, we're ready to go with RoboCop. When are, we, when are we ready? As soon as we get a volunteer. Yeah. Cut to. Yes. During that chase scene prior to Murphy's death, you can full on fucking see a giant building that says Texas Industries. Really? Yeah. No, I didn't yeah. catch that. Not Dallas at all. Keep moving. Move, move along. along. Move along. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to see here, y'all. I mean, nothing to see here, you guys. Move along. Uh, I found it funny that Robocop's first interaction with a criminal is to only disarm him and then throw him into the coolers at the convenience store, but not to arrest him, take him downtown, or to book him. Yeah, just beats the shit out he of him. He just bends the, the Does the about $7,000 worth of damage to this fucking shop. Thank you for your support. Thank you for cooperation. Our cooperation. Good night. <laughs> I'm not going to take him in or anything else. Do you think this is the same Earth as Total Recall, just a hundred years earlier, sooner? Probably. If, is this, does that ver? Yeah, I was going to say is that ver? ver is that Verhoven's Earth? Is that Earth directed by Verhoven? <laughs> Earth. The new film by Paul Verhoeven. It's just seven billion people shooting each other yeah. <laughs> with three tits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fuck you! <laughs> they're either all Peter Weller, Miguel Ferrer, Michael Ironside, or Ronnie Cox, Ronnie Cox or Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. With the thing up his nose. <laughs> Get your ass to Detroit. Uh, have you ever noticed that? That you never see RoboCop completely get out of a car. Uh, do you know why they did that? Because he couldn't. Yeah, it's part of my trivia. The The costume made him so fucking big. And bulky. Physically, kinda. physically, he couldn't fit in a Ford Taurus. So most of the shots of him with a car are getting into or out of it. Yeah, you see him getting out, but he's already halfway out. If he's in the car and driving, he's wearing boxer shorts from the waist down and RoboCop from the waist up. Okay, that <laughs> is fucking sense. hilarious. I find that funny too because that's like, how. It, what if he got out? How intimidating would he be if he got out? out. Your move, creep! Oh, I've forgotten Shit. my robo pants. <laughs> I don't have my gun. I store it in my leg pants. <laughs> it's it's kind of odd too because that's the selling like the like the movie poster. Is him, it's him getting, on and out of the car, like getting out yeah, of the car. Yeah, that iconic fucking poster. That's killer. Yeah, it's killer. Yeah. By the way, we could never actually pull it off. Why? Because it's too big and bulky. The Taurus is too small. Should have gone with a Cadillac. <laughs> you know. I mean, I mean, it's America, right? Why don't we put him in a big ass fucking car? Yeah. I mean, I think they did America. in the cartoon. Maybe. Yeah. He. Well, had, he oh, actually, I had thinking the. I in the had the Robo. I had the. It. I had the cartoon RoboCop. I'm car. Pretty sure in the cartoon they could just draw the car bigger. Well, sure, but he or had draw a, him smaller. He had a stylized, futuristic Detroit police car for the cartoon. I, so I, for Taurus, I had it. I actually had the toy, and this came out in '87. So when Batman '89 came out, before the toys came out, 
and I had a Batman figure, but I didn't have a Batmobile because poor piece of shit. Um, so I used the RoboCop car as my Batmobile. Hmm. Okay. That's called having imagination, kids. We weren't poor, but my parents weren't going to spend a bunch of money on a bunch of shit like that. The stranger observation with watching this movie um, a few days ago was, did you realize that this dystopian future is filled with really shitty TV shows like DJ Laser and the I'd Buy That for a Dollar TV show? There's a name for the I'd Buy That for a Dollar. I couldn't find it. What is it called? I'll tell you later. Okay. I couldn't find it. So I was just like, I'd buy that for that. Everybody's laughing at it. I'm like, this is not that funny. But I'm glad you guys find it amusing. But most people watch really crappy sitcoms and think it's funny anyway. <laughs> Looking at you, Will Wheaton. Do you think yeah. they programmed all that cop lingo into Murphy after he became RoboCop? Or do you think? Yeah, because all of his brains were blown out <laughs> off the back end of his head. Sir, he's lost all of his RAM. We have to install more. <laughs> were they in like a production meeting or some shit? <laughs> Listen. We've got a chance to add a little bit of style to we, this thing we here. We need at least 256K RAM. He needs No, he needs to be able to say, just, he can't just say, you're under arrest, come with me. Let's give him a little flair. Let's give him, like, do you mean catchphrases, sir? No, God, Murphy, not catchphrases. Like, just things he would say, like quips, witticisms he might say when he takes down a perp. Sir, those are catchphrases. Well, fine, then, they're catchphrases. Oh, I, I like that. Simpson, let's put that on a poster. Pro, we'll, get the, we'll get the public behind him. Pro RoboCop posters. I love it. I want some examples right now. Things he could say. Uh, what if he said, thank you for your cooperation? What if we add good night to it? He's, he's polite. He's, a good, he's like a big silver boy scout. Yeah, I like that. Your move, creep? Yes! Lewis, I love it. Perfect. What next? Anybody else got one? God, that's gold. What else? That's you all. looking for me? <laughs> <laughs> yes! That's great! Perfect! Put all these in there. I want all these on a subroutine. Get it on his matrix systems. <laughs> dot wave. Oh, shit. I'm out of that's how, in, in 1987, in 1987, that's how he would talk. He would talk like connecting to Robo the Robocop wouldn't talk. He would just talk like that. <laughs> Hold on, sir. I need to rip off this transcript. <laughs> the dot matrix comes out of his ass. He says, thank you for your cooperation. Good night. <laughs> My toner is low. <laughs> we try to put out an intelligent, uh, I won't say dissection of movies, but we try to put out an intelligent presentation of our opinions and thoughts on these movies and sometimes we devolve into two half <laughs> drunk half drunk 40 something year old men describing <laughs> robocop as a walking <laughs> monochromatic computer screen with a dot matrix printer as an ass <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I found it funny that the uh, the news just glosses over the the deaths of two former presidents when a satellite malfunctions and it's <laughs> with its target and destroys all of Santa Barbara. Well, it's a different America. It is a country grieves. What, Next up, <laughs> what presidents do you think they were implying that they were? Do you think they were implying it was Carter and Nixon? Sure. I think I think Ford was even alive in 1987. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, <laughs> what doesn't work? 
Is there something that doesn't work? And all, I, I, I have some things. You just, may have some things. For some reason, nothing clicked necessarily for me. I put not much. I'm like, well, the stop motion visuals stand out now. It's almost kind of charming since most of it involves Ed 209. And mm-hmm. also, while I'm not sure if I love or hate Ed 209's debacle with the stairs, does it make it less threatening when it uh, makes the sounds of like a squealing like pig? That's what I have that doesn't work. Why does it growl? When it's mad, and why does it squeal like a pig when it's in distress? Because <laughs> you see that stupid. The the toes thing. The toes thing is great. I, yeah, yeah. And then when it falls, and later when RoboCop kills it, and it does like the little like like it's having a palsy. Fit. Right. Oh, it's great. I love the the Harry style. But why style. does it cry like a little like a, like a suckling pig? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 stupid. But I mean, what else it's is like, it? Gonna I almost do? hate it so much that I kind of like it, but yeah, at the same I, I know, time, it's yeah. just dumb. I have what doesn't work is why does Ed two hundred nine scream and growl? And I'm going to not nitpick too much on this because it's yeah. a really asinine plot. But I have what does work is the slow reveal of RoboCop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, visually as – what do I have here? Um, uh, the, the little glimpses of RoboCop, first on the video screen, uh, then behind the frosted window. Kind of like the T-Rex in um, – uh, the T-Rex footsteps in Jurassic Park. <laughs> I fucking love that sound. Well, this movie won an, an Academy Award, a special... Are you uh, fucking kidding me? A, a special really? achievement award for sound effects editing. And then was also really? nominated for best sound and best film editing. I get that. It makes sense. Uh, yeah, I love the sound design in this movie. It's it's pretty gnarly. It's It's, it's palpable. <laughs> How about I got palpable? What is that from? All right. I can't wait to tell this story. Okay. <clears throat> you used that a couple episodes it's ago. A, it's a super fucking deep cut joke that like three people will get and only one of them listens to this show. Um, uh, an old friend of mine that I'm not friends with anymore, he and his current wife were getting married. Brock, friend of the show, Honey Mustard Cyborg, Brock Stevick is also part of this group. And a friend of the show, friend of the show, Travis Stevick, uh, was part of this group. We were all in Gatlinburg for the wedding, and friend of the show, Travis Stevick, not comfortable around crowds, even crowds of people he knows. Or yeah. fair enough, same way, me, yeah. same way. We've had for now twenty years had an ongoing prank war, Travis and I. Yes, I have a very good friend whose name is Travis as well. Uh, had an ongoing prank war. Does it get confusing? No, not at all. Because they call me Yost. And they call it's him Trav. Yeah, it's good to know. fair enough. <laughs> One of the return fires that I made was at this wedding. It was a big fucking house in Gatlinburg, rented. Um, a couple of families there, probably twenty five people. I got with the bride and groom, and I said, "Hey, I need to get Trav back for uh, uh, a, a prank he pulled on me." Right. Which full disclosure, he we went on a trip several years before that, and he took my toothbrush. I passed out drunk. He took my toothbrush out of my luggage, stuck it up your butt, stuck it up his butt, <laughs> and then put it back. I got in the my, yours and his, and and then put yeah. it back in my back in my <laughs> luggage, and then I use it for another six months before, <laughs> oh. I, before I learned that he'd like scrubbed his taint with it. Yeah, dude, bro, party tricks. So anyway, fair enough. Hey, you got me for six months. For six months. Uh, to get back at him for that, we we're at this wedding in Gatlinburg. It's a it's a small private family thing, but it's again twenty five people, extended family, and some stuff. I get with the bride and groom, and I say, "Hey, 
I'm getting him back for a thing. So I need you to convince him that we were all, uh, Travis and Brock and I were all groomsmen. I said this to the bride, who's a very sweet person. I need you to convince him that we're all giving speeches at the reception and that you've written all of our speeches. You've tailored all of our speeches for our personalities and our relationship toward, you know, you guys. So I wrote the dumbest sounding shit that I could, the, the most sappy, long-winded fucking Hallmark card of a wedding speech you could think of. The only thing, I can't find it because I want to find it. I, I would, if anyone knows where it is, I'd love to find it and frame it and send it to him. But the only line I can remember is, <laughs> and as I stand here and observe your love so palpable. <laughs> and then she said, I, she wrote it, she wrote it down. I, I told her what to write. And she wrote it down and she said, Hey, you know, you guys are all giving speeches. Here's your speech. You know, you got about 30 minutes, you know, kind of get, get familiar with it. And Travis, and Brock would corroborate this, walks up to Brock on the staircase of the house, and he goes, fuck, you get this speech? Brock was like, yeah, I got a fucking speech. And Travis goes, how about I got palpable? <laughs> I made sure to put a multisyllabic word in there that would fuck him up. <laughs> so fast forward, he reads the speech in front of everybody assembled. And Brock and I and the groom are off at the fucking side laughing like fucking 12-year-olds during sex ed class. <laughs> Travis gets through it. Bless his heart. He gets all the way through it. <laughs> he's so he's so overwhelmed emotionally by all of it that he fucking cries. <laughs> Not by how sweet the speech is or anything like that. Just by how much it's fucking taken out of him. And she fucking cries. And you remember the scene in Dumb and Dumber when the dude dies from eating the pepper? Yeah. And then Jim Carrey points at his dying face and he goes, <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> so every time I hear the word palpable delivered by someone else, I have to. It's, it's in my DNA now. I have to say, how about I got palpable? <laughs> I think of my two dear friends. <laughs> Both with the name of Stevie. They are related. Actually, Travis and I are related, too, by some weird hillbillery that... Uh, I just thought you were related because you had the same name. The town we're from, it's an odd, it's it's, an odd place. Mm, Where this, were we? <laughs> this movie has some righteous and gnarly death scenes. Every one of them. Every one of them. And I'm not even going to go into Murphy's death scene. That was bad enough as it is. Um, especially since you didn't watch it the last time, dude, I couldn't. It's I, okay. I, it's it, it. He. It's. I can't. Okay, but um, the two other ones that really stick out are uh, Bob's death scene, uh, Miguel Ferreira. Uh, mm. it would that bitches would, leave. I yeah. love that line. You stole my, one of my favorite lines in the movie. It's one of mine too. Yeah, I forgot about it until he says it, and I'm like, bitches leave. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. All right. There is All right, no Red. way to misinterpret Red, that. we are out of here. I'll put a boot in your ass. Bitches, yeah. leave. Just the way it's edited, he's scrambling to get that timer counting down uh, grenade. The, uh, yeah. And then he knocks it over and, and it falls on the And then with Dick others. Jones saying, I'm cashing you out. And then Buddy boy. his entire house explodes. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. What the fuck is the grenade made out of? Uh, the future? Yes. Okay. Uh, just parts. Uh, another one would have been a meal. After being half melted with Cox's <gasps> waist. <gasps> and then practically disintegrates when hit by a car except for his head, which kind of fire rockets out back to him. Not in my version. 
That'd be your director's oh, cut. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. No. He just, he fucking. Disintegrates? Like a pumpkin, like a rotten okay, pumpkin. Okay, you still see his head in the uh, unrated version. <laughs> okay. In my version, he just, he's like a rotten pumpkin on the windshield. <laughs> it's gross. Oh, regardless, it's yeah, gross. Yeah, they're both gross. Yeah, that one bothered me for a while when that I was one did, a kid. Uh, it did. I, I'm pretty sure I saw this on HBO, like I said, and. It bothered me as a kid, but it was uh, also like, now fuck that guy. He got what he deserved. Yeah, he, he got what he deserved, he but killed still, Murphy. it was. Mm. Uh, Emil does my favorite line. He does? Yeah. I like it! I like it! <laughs> Before he uses that cannon blaster and I blows up the 6,000 SUX. <laughs> I just got that, man. I and say you probably that, stole it. I say that fucking line all the time. I like it! <laughs> what else populates in your head a lot? I'd from buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. I don't remember the name of the show within the show yet. I haven't. It hasn't come up in my notes. I'm sure you'll pull I'll, it up in your trivia. We'll pull it up, and I'll bet. I wouldn't mind if uh, I'd buy that for a dollar. Didn't come up as a drop later. <laughs> going forward. <laughs> uh, so you have a favorite line, and you gave that off. Um, <laughs> I have a favorite scene. has never been a factor in city politics before, but that changed today when former city councilman Ron Miller entered City Hall with a gun. He's now on the second floor holding Mayor Gibson and his staff hostage. We do believe that Miller has killed one of the hostages. Lieutenant, what's next? We wait. Terrorism is a very tricky business. As for the media, retaliation is the best policy. Unfortunately, us. Hey, where are you going? Cop. Who is he? 
What is he? Where does he come from? He is OCP's newest soldier in their revolutionary crime management program. OCP spokesmen claim that the fearless machine has crooks on the run in old Detroit. Today, kids at Lee Iacocca Elementary School got to meet in person what their parents only read about in comic books. Robo, excuse me, Robo, any special message for all the kids watching at home? Stay out of trouble. More fighting in the Mexican crisis today when American troops participated in a joint raid with Mexican nationals against rebel rocket positions in Acapulco. Now this. Red alert. Red alert. Red alert. You crossed my line of debt. You haven't dismantled your MX stockpile. Pakistan is threatening my border. That's it, Buster. No more military aid. Nuke them. Get them before they get you. Another quality home game from Butler Brothers. <laughs> Two things about that scene: um, not your not your news broadcast, and then the, your your uh, battleship recreation. <laughs> the ending of it there, but the right. uh, the scene where the the vice mayor does the yes. Thing. Uh, two things about that scene. Um, firstly, there's the thermo like the predator vision. Yes, um, not a special effect. Everyone in that scene was naked and painted to look that way. What? Yeah. Get out of here. I can't. I'd have to go back and look at that again. I, it's That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I read, I read that. I read up on that. That's the name um, of my band. What? Naked and Painted. <laughs> it's more of a song title, but I mean, it could be. Maybe an album title, maybe even. Album title okay. or song title. Yeah. Album title. I would do album title. Okay. Nathan. Robocop. Naked and Painted. <laughs> <laughs> I have no follow-up. Oh. Um, the other thing is that scene of the guy holding everybody at uh, gunpoint uh, uh, yeah. was not an homage, but sort of a reference to the on-camera suicide of our bud Dwyer. Pennsylvania politician in 1987. I don't know. Shot himself on camera. It did not go live like everyone thinks. Um, it was filmed, and you can find it if you're inclined to do so on YouTube. Um, the song by Filter Heyman. Nice Hold on, wait, what? <laughs> Just kidding. The song by <laughs> the song by Filter Heyman. Nice shot. Is reference to? Oh no, I didn't know that. Do that, yeah. Ooh. There's actually a really good documentary about it on Netflix called uh, I believe An Honest Man or An Innocent Man, one of the two. Uh, Google just Google R. Bud Dwyer uh, documentaries. It's a very interesting uh, political documentary. I just love the ridiculousness of the situation, the demands of this. I want something that gets really shitty gas, gas mileage. mileage. <laughs> and then along with the news clip, I think the the anchor, the the female anchor on this show, Lisa Gibbons, um, Entertainment Tonight. Yep. Yeah. And then the commercial that follows, Newcomb, another quality board game from Butler Brothers. From Butler Brothers. <laughs> it's another preemptive strike from Butler Brothers. Wait. If you were gonna. All right, so if you're going to recast... No, I'm sorry, not recast. What's your magic wand? <laughs> sorry, we were talking. We've done we some editing... talking before you started recording, and you've done some editing. We've so done some real-time editing, and we've done some real-time editing and drinking, and uh, it's, been about, it's been about 15 and minutes and a shot drinking. of bourbon, so... Woo! I got demons running all through me. All through me. If you had a magic wand, what would you do? Uh, I would put this in the hands of John McTiernan. 
I w- oh fuck! I would tone down the ultra violence, blood, and social commentary, and make a more straightforward action film. That's the one night only I'd be willing to watch. Because would he be? It was really difficult to go. How, what would I change about this? Well, the tone is just right for what it needs to be. But if I'm like the maybe time, if I, I put this in the hands of a different '80s action director. What would I get? And then I started just scrolling through the names, and then when it came across John McTiernan, I'm like, I wonder if he was given this. Material. So would he How be he less? Would... would he be less rigid, less metal, and more like augmented super bionic man ninja kind of guy? Like more I think so instead of strong and bulletproof, he'd be fast and like unfuckwithable. Not that far from Die Hard, so it would be exactly. a little more realistic, I guess, or have those realistic tones, I guess. Okay, I'd be willing to go. Hey, one night only. John McTiernan directs, and you can watch. <laughs> this season has become the one night only. Uh, I love it. Magic no, I wand. love it. <laughs> uh, in tonight's performance, the role of RoboCop slash Murphy will be played by Bruce Willis, <laughs> <laughs> directed by John McTiernan. <laughs> I struggled with directed uh, by Martin Scorsese. Oh, oh, fuck. Martin Scorsese's version of RoboCop would be it from the criminal's perspective. He'd be yeah. from the criminal's perspective. Yeah, De Niro would play Clarence uh, Boddicker. Boddicker, yeah. <laughs> I struggled with, actually, with my magic wand. It was difficult. Sometimes it's a recasting. Every once in a while, I'm going to hit a movie where I'm like, I don't know. I always try to do something. Even if it's fucking stupid, I at least try to give... Well, yeah, the listeners know this. Yeah. So they're, they're, you, most they're of hoping the, for the fucking stupid Most part. of the time... It's fucking stupid. Where I landed was this. Picture it. It's the worst precinct in Detroit. It's their Christmas party. RoboCop shows up. Everybody gets quiet because, you know, he's he's kind of weird. You think? We don't, I mean, he's like a guy, but he's not. Yeah, RoboCop turns up and he's kind of weird. He's, <laughs> he scans the room and it just says, like, you know, you see his little POV and it just Threat says... level zero. Zero. Friend. Acquaintance. <laughs> acquaintance acquaintance and he does that weird like head shoulders turn thing where he's hello susan you know that kind of thing how is the pregnancy (laughs) 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 and as he flips open a a panel on the inside of his left arm revealing a red button he says we need to disturb the peace (laughs) he pushes the button two speakers appear in his chest where his pecs would be and we hear He's a fucking party bot, dude. <laughs> they've they've written into him that he has a uh, <laughs> he, has, he has a fun size. Hold on, <laughs> let me turn up my internal speakers. <laughs> that would be my uh, magic wand. <laughs> that he uh, he's a party bot. He is a party bot. Well, that's not, he's not a party bot. He has. There's drugs in the robot. <laughs> That's a glow reference if you I, didn't get that one. I got that. I know you got that. I was talking about other listeners. There's fucking drugs in the robot. <laughs> it could be fun. You're going to recast him. Oh, shit. Okay. I have mine. I I think I went. Okay. I did. I did one. You did I, one? I did one. I could have done more, but I, I just did, did one. I did. And the one that I did, I'm okay with. Well, I feel like I've. I've destroyed yours, so you... That's all right. Let me go first. Do your paltry... So I can just fizzle... 
and then we can just move on, and then you can go to like my awesome recasting yeah. of the top three people in the movie. Okay, I yeah. chose Carl Urban. Who the fuck is that? I knew you were gonna say that. He did Keith Dredd. Is it Keith Urban's brother? Yes, that's it. He's a Kiwi. He's from New Zealand. He play. Have you seen any of the newer Star Trek films or no? Yeah, I've seen all of them. You've seen all of them? Yeah, he's the great. one that plays um, Dr. Uh, oh, Dr. McCoy? Yeah. Okay. He did Judge Dredd. Um, I didn't see I that feel piece of shit because... It's not actually... Dredd is not that bad. It's uh, compared to... Stallone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably way better. Yeah, or? it's way better. Um, I think that he kind of has that dry wit to pull off wearing he, a mask. Wait, stop. He is a, is he, he's a Kiwi, right? Yeah, I said Kiwi. Yeah, okay. he's from New Zealand. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, Keith Urban's Aussie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Carl Urban is Aussie. Keith Urban, I think, is Australian. It's well, Aussie That's, and Australia mean the same thing, buddy. No, no. Hold on. Kiwi means no. New Zealander. Okay, hold on. Carl Urban is Kiwi. So he's from New Zealand. Correct. Okay. Well, the problem is, is you said Keith Urban, and I said glad Carl we, Urban. Glad and then we you, cleared that up. You so messed me up with that. I surely haven't been consuming any forms of gin. Yeah. Uh, I just think that he could pull off the dry wit wearing a mask over half of his face for three quarters of the movie. No, he no. That's that's a, that's a that good could pick, dude. Work. I that's a good pick. Um, I did three. I did um, Murphy slash RoboCop. I did Lewis, and I did Boddicker. Murphy slash RoboCop. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. Like, you're just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that you picked that because it could be the best version of RoboCop if he ever did RoboCop. I went like face-off era. Like f- like he's just on the cusp of Bully just... fucking insane Nicolas Cage. Okay. Yeah. I went. Oh, I can't believe I didn't think of that, but that works really well. For <laughs> Lewis, 1997, Courtney Cox. Like friends, balls deep in America. Can't do any wrong. Thanks for like scream, Courtney, Courtney Cox. So that's my Lewis, Courtney Cox, <laughs> 1997, Courtney Cox. Oh yeah, so basically, friends, um, friends. masters of the universe, Courtney Cox. No, ninety seven, ninety eight, <laughs> not eighty seven. <laughs> Very true. Thank you. Damn it. Uh, and for Boddicker, John Lithgow. Oh yeah, he what can a, play such a delicious villain. What a weird he, movie, Bodic- man. Boddicker was the role to play in this movie. Absolutely. I mean, RoboCop's the title, but Boddicker No, is... Boddicker and then Ronnie Cox's character. I can't remember his name. Dick something. Uh, I think his name is Dick something. It's, no, it's Dick. His last name is something. <laughs> Dick something. It, it is Dick Jones. Dick Jones. Dick Jones runs OCP. Hi. He runs the cops. Dick something runs OCP. Dick something. <laughs> Dick something. You're fired. I, I almost picked my favorite scene as the the one where he's throwing Boddicker through like three or four different windows in that uh, warehouse. I have rides! At what, at what point does the Constitution not come up flashing like a red icon on Amendment 4, Amendment 4. I'm recording everything. Yeah. I love this. That's a good choice. I like that. Thank you. I love the sound the doors make every time RoboCop flings open a bifold door. It's like, it's like the doors make this weird sort of otherworldly kind of sound almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's sucking the life force out of the the room. RoboCop? Maybe. No. No? Okay. Well, here it is. That sound right there. 
<laughs> it's a little known fact. I now I know I did trivia on this, and I'm not quite ready for trivia yet. But we're getting close. Um, when Ronnie Cox dies, his arms will grow another half foot longer, so he can fall out the window in, in total recall. And his arms are down. At That's his right. Side. They are like a weirdly long, aren't they? It's a bad render. Is what it was. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was that, that was the best SFX they could get. It's not bad. It's just a little weird. Look, it's just for, sort of funny looking. Similar or equal film? I put The Running Man. Mm, okay. Uh, it's Arnold. It's an adaptation of another Stephen King book. Both 87 movies. And I think was they're- it, Was Running yeah. Man 87? Yeah. Fuck, okay. And they're both, I think, like one and two or one and three of like- the first like R-rated movies that I saw as a kid. Okay. At the age of 11, 12 range, I think. Pussy. <laughs> it shares a lot of the same DNA as RoboCop. There it is. You got it. Thanks. Uh I just I think it it would make a really good double feature outside of Terminator. I think those two would Who directed uh um Running either Man? Startsky or Hutch. Mal, uh Mark Paul not Mark Mark Paul it's Paul something Geisler. Hey, whoever Starsky or Hutch is in the TV show. Okay. I have a similar or equal film. It's Mad Max. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's my similar or equal. It's like the first one where Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah not Fury Road. I which I have not yet. Paul Michael Glazer. Mm. That's his name. I can see why that would fuck you up. Yeah, okay, please. Thank you. It's similar in tone, Mad Max. You can't throw that away. Remember it's broken? Yep. And we talked about this? Child. I hope you all heard that. If you didn't, I'm sorry. You didn't. No, we all heard it. <laughs> it's whether or not you cut it out. How bad do I want to make Nathan look? <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, Mad Max has... It's like similar tone. It's... This weird futuristic world. Kind of futuristic, yeah. And he's a cop, but his wife and... Well, it's, his it's at least his wife that gets it's murdered. his wife that gets murdered by these weird Aussie thugs. You're good. Yeah. Um, kind of the same thing. It's kind of on the nose for its time. Ultra-violent! Whoa! I won't say that... Would you call Robocop ahead of its time? A little bit. This okay. was an original screenplay. This was not based off of anything this prior. Wasn't a, this wasn't a Philip K. Dick thing? No. Know? Okay. So that that's what I go with for a similar or equal. It's, that's, it's just the, the first Mad Max. That would be a good... You know what would be a good pairing? Is Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome and Escape from L.A. Oh, okay, yeah. Two shitty, watered-down versions of great fucking heroes. Anti-heroes, really. Um, would you like to hear some trivia? Yes. Six-pack trivia. Okay, excellent. Super. I'm not over-enthusiastic because of this gin. <laughs> so we talked about the uh, the getting into and out of the car thing earlier because of the, cost- yeah, he- the costume. He was too, physically literally too big to, get, to be in the car in full costume. So he was uh, mostly filmed getting into or out of the car. <laughs> I don't know how to posit this to you. I want to make it a question. Um, okay. So the costume was so big and cumbersome that it caused Peter Wellers to lose mostly probably water weight every day. But he lost weight? Every day. Can because you, he was just sweating it off. Correct. Okay. Can you guess how many pounds a day he lost? Can you tell me what he weighed before and after? I cannot. <laughs> Two pounds a day. Three. It was so bad that they had to install an air conditioner into the costume. I would think if Don't it Don't shoot him from the back. 
Yeah, right. This is a giant fan and compressor it, and shit. If it were me, I'd want a fan. It in, just looks like a RoboCop. I'd want I'd want a fan in three areas: my balls, <laughs> my armpits, and my neck. If you only had two, which one would you go without? Balls and neck. So you would okay armpits, but balls need it. Neck need. I don't want my balls sweating, man. No, I get it. Balls is guaranteed, no no matter what. <laughs> the uh, the Thus name ended the commentary of Nathan and Robals. where he was Robals cop AC cop. <laughs> Hang on, I have to change my filter. The name of the sitcom. The I'd buy that What's for a dollar. rating was Robocop. Eighty-seven. I only know this because I had to buy a new unit this year. All right, go ahead. <laughs> the uh, the name of the sitcom, the I'd buy that for a dollar. Yes, is called It's Not My Problem. Still wouldn't watch it. I'd watch one. I'd episode. watch the pilot. Yeah, I'd watch the episode where he says I'd buy that for a dollar, then I'd turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the you know that shootout in the cocaine factory that they <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> it was a cocaine factory. Um, Peter what, Weller's claims that is his favorite scene that he that he had the most fun. He, he I can see that because you could see where they designed a video game for that because it's just like to do to do to do it goes across the screen it gets that's all probably of where targets. it came from. He had he had a Walkman on during that the filming of that scene right which took probably two or three days. And the song he listened to, well, it's it's playing underneath us right now, but it's Peter Gabriel's Red Rain. Interesting. That's an odd juxtapose, right? I would fucking be like a Megadeth or Metallica song. Peter instead, Weller you know? is weird, man. <laughs> Red Rain. I fucking love it. It's a good song. I but fucking it's just, love that song. But I love it just Gabriel. doesn't work for that. That's weird, right? Yeah. That's so weird. The the scene where he first walks through the precinct and like the the lieutenant or whatever throws the keys and he's like, I'll drive. Yes. And he catches the keys. Round figures. How many takes? Twelve. Fifty. Fifty? Fifty. Took like three days. Kept bouncing off his hand. It's probably a mortgage payment for like my house <laughs> in 1987. The, for the, how much film they wasted in order for him to catch the keys? The, the first foam, time. the foam rubber that his hand prosthetics were bounce off. They kept bouncing off of it, and he just couldn't catch it. <laughs> After about take seven, you would think rewrite um, this fucking scene. How about let's get some fucking gorilla glue or something? How It'll about, stick. How about shoot it in reverse? That too. Fuck any number of things. Do this. Throw it out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That works. Um, Old school effects work better sometimes. We talked about it earlier. The uh, the noises Ed Two Hundred Nine makes. It's the um, growls of a jaguar. Okay. And the squeals of a pig. Uh, During like one shots of her face, um, Lewis has different length hair. A little bit. Yes. There's a reason for that. Paul Verhoeven kept having her cut her hair shorter and shorter and shorter. To keep her a strong female, but make her not sexy. Not, 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 not sexy, but... But not, look, this is a woman. Correct. Not, hey, look, lady meat. They don't play that up too much. She's a woman in a robo world. 
It took them 12 passes through the MPAA to get an R. 12? 12. I knew it had been X for a long period of time before they could actually get an R rating. After the, just give him my fucking phone call, Boddicker goes goes to uh, Dick's office. There's that secretary, and, and she's all like not having any of his bullshit. And he's, he's. After I, he gets out of jail yeah. or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'd, yeah, like yeah. I'd like to fit you in. Yeah. That kind of thing. That's his wife. Oh, is it? Yeah, that was or that was his wife at the time. You know what would have been funnier is if it had been what's your name from uh, that '70s show? <laughs> Alternate casting for RoboCop: Lance Henriksen. I get that. That would make sense. Totally. Rutger Hauer. Totally. Totally. Yeah, get yeah. That too. Couldn't get past Blade Runner. With Michael that one, Ironside. Yeah. That's a Paul Verhoeven thing. Okay. Sure. Here's where it gets weird. Tom Berenger. Yeah. I don't completely discredit that. The but face. Yeah. The it's a, okay. I'm not afraid of Jake Taylor. Stallone? <laughs> Ew. Just big star at the time. Okay, the sure. big name. Arnold as well, I'm sure. Schwarzenegger? Yeah, this was my last one. And then <laughs> um, Armand Asante. He could have played the, the, the nose and the chin. That's it. That's all they were looking for is the so chin. What are you known for? My nose and my chin. My chin. Body count? On with the body count! 34. Smaller than you'd think. Yeah. It's less and, than Terminator when we get to that. And finally, trivia. Paul Verhoeven has continually said that, yes, this is an American Christ allegory. He dies. He comes back to life. Arms akimbo. He comes back to life, a super being. And right. then he walks on water. When he kills Boddicker, mm-hmm. he's walking. He's not really walking on water as much as he's just... Nathan, I think I think this might be this might symbolism. This might just be one of those situations where you're overthinking. Might he's robot Jesus? <laughs> he's a Jesus for the future. <laughs> I can laugh more at that than you can. <laughs> Correct. I'm not afraid of Jesus. <laughs> All right. Does it still hold up? Final thoughts. Uh, most definitely. Uh, behind the whole. <laughs> Behind the bulky comic book facade that is RoboCop lies a brilliant, biting satire of corporate big business and American consumer culture. It's almost like they were right. <laughs> yeah. It's worse now. It's like much less. It's over the top in 87. It's like on the nose now. Uh, it's ultra violence disguised as commentary on American society. Uh, checking off several genres. RoboCop. RoboCap. RoboCop is not easy to like place in one specific category. It's part action, it's part science fiction, it's part really like dark comedy. You're laughing at things it's in some ways. Very, you it's it's almost black comedy. Oh yeah, it's not yeah. dark, yeah, it's true. It's black comedy. Yeah. Um but most important, it's really Paul a Paul Verhoeven classic. Yeah. Uh it's much smarter than it lets on to be, and so if you're not paying attention to the message, it's gonna go right over your head. I'm getting tired of movies that you and I grew up watching that predicted the quote-unquote future being pretty much fucking right. <laughs> it's like they warned us 30 fucking years ago. <laughs> Same year, Running Man. Yeah. Big time on reality shows now. Yeah. If you yeah, don't yeah. if you don't like 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 this is what could happen. If you don't get your shit straight, this is what could happen. And it's like here we are. I mean, we don't have robot cops yet, but as a you 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 fucking kind of hit it on the head as as a biting satire of the eighties, or as as a biting satire of the uh, of America in the eighties is right on. 
And Verhoeven made a movie that was part humor, social commentary, violence, and commercialism all at the same time. He folded in a touch of religious tones, albeit kind of heavy-handed. But he turned on the explosion machine and said... It's only heavy because of the metal. Heavy metal... (laughs) Heavy metal heavy robot metal. Jesus. That's my that's my Christian metal band. <laughs> <laughs> he turned on the explosion machine and said, "There you go, man. It's entertaining and over the top. And how much more America can you get than that? Fuck yes, it definitely still holds up. We Americaed so hard in 1987. We did until we time traveled back to '84. They come from another time. A machine wrapped in flesh. A soldier from a distant war." Both after a woman who holds the key to the future. One wants to kill her. The other must protect her. I'm here to help you. You've been targeted for termination. The Terminator. Your future is in his hands. The Terminator. Rated R. The number one movie in the USA is now playing everywhere. So this is one of your favorites, right? Where things are all dark and wet, like you told me before. Terminator? (laughs) It's like a dark and wet double feature for you right i what was it that you had told me you're like i love it when things are all dark and wet and both of these movies have that dark and wet feel this more than robocop does yes this um this is definitely more dark than robocop's more wet no no this is more dark and wet like yeah sarah connor's la 84 la is i like dark and i like Bright for it not for it, for it never raining in Southern California. There's why, why are the streets always wet? Because it shoots better on film. You fucking posers. <laughs> I learned about that with Back to the Future because they host everything the I've ever learned. Lot is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Connor's L.A. is gorgeous the same way. Like there's no there's not there's not really a comparison. Okay. All right. I have a question for you. I shall endeavor to answer adequately. Right after the time travel that occurs between Reese as well as the Terminator. Can I, can I clear one no, thing? No, no, no. Can Would I clear? You, is he a T-800 or T-100? He's a T-101 in okay. this one. Regardless, because okay. this, this question really has nothing to do with Arnold. Cause okay, would, but no, you're, okay, so the you're, you're, your question. Uh, would you rather run or, <laughs> I think I would rather run around naked a little longer. Before stealing a homeless man's pants, (laughs) I almost took a close-up shot because there was a a (laughs) definite like. Please do. There was a there was a definite streak in the anus ass area. Look, man, Taco Bell goes free tacos on Wednesdays, man, and I got seven bucks, and seven bucks buys a lot of free tacos. And I don't have to shit nowhere. I don't want to shit, man. <laughs> and I want to shit right here. So if I shit right here, I shit right here. If I shit right there, I shit right there. I shit in these pants, man. <laughs> yeah, buddy. You see a real bright light. Hey, my pants, man. <laughs> I was just like, I'd rather run naked a little bit longer. I'm not I'm not putting someone else's shit pants on. Yeah, I'm not putting no. someone else's shit pants on. Poop is, poop is gross. Lisa was like, nah, you know what? Maybe in the world that he grew up in, uh, <laughs> shit pants is an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you have a good point. <laughs> she does have a good point. Oh, yeah. However. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. Before we even get into anything that I've noted or you've noted, <laughs> if you are the guy that the future says, nope, we figured it out. We're going to send you back. 
and we send you back in time to before where robots with tank treads are running over skulls. Okay. Do you do you go like <clears throat> where's right. the nearest titty bar? No, no. Do you do you do you go? I have a mission, and I'm going to save the future. Or do you go? Fucking bitches, I'm gone. And you go to Mexico, and you live the rest of your days. I find out. the nearest Winchells. <laughs> you get some donuts, buy a gun, and then go to Mexico, to Mexico. and live on, the, live on the beach for the next twenty years. Fuck you, Sarah Connor. Fuck you, bitches, I'm alive. They have. They have clean underwear he's here. Got, he's fine until 1990. He's got 13 years. He does got 13 years. 13 years he did not have before. 13 years of, like, 80s America. Yeah. Oh, man. What was the first thing that I, I noticed when they were trying to find Sarah Connor? Is Arnold's in the phone booth. He throws that giant truck driver, Billy-looking bastard out of the <laughs> truck driver, Billy-looking bastard. And he grabs the phone book and starts going through the white pages looking for Sarah Connor. I'm like, ah, 1984's version of Google Maps. <laughs> That's what I said down here. Yeah. It was like, so we've, we've mastered somewhere in the future cybernetic technology to the point that there are different strains, different models of Terminator right. that look like different human beings. You've mastered that. And... You have mastered fucking time travel, but you don't know what motherfucker you're looking for when you come back into 1984. We have robot that will go back in time with naked and find <laughs> victim. He must look at the phone book, discern from three different. <laughs> My head hurts. Truth be told, I have strong female characters. Although that's awesome because he actually just chose to do that because it was not done very often. It was original at that time. That's, Strong female characters in '84. It's that's sad. it's sad. That's sad. But he chose to go that way but because I, it was not done. I I love it. I've probably only seen the first Terminator three or four times. I've probably seen it at least uh, eight to ten times easily. T two. I've seen multiple, multiple, multiple. Yeah, yeah. It's I put down here multi. I said T two is a much more rewatchable movie. This one's much. No, better. I disagree. This is more rewatchable. You think so? I do. I do. T two is this not is, as rewatchable. Okay. This is more of a sci fi movie where it's just like, hey, here's the premise. Here's T two is much more of an action movie. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I because get that. This, I get this that. is way more of an underdog. Oh, well, this is very much an underdog. It's very, very fucking. I think Cameron has a really good eye uh, for how to transition scenes, especially just starting out, like especially those that flash back to Reese's war against the machines. Like Mm. he goes, he's about to start the car. He starts the car. He um, hot wires the car. And he fucking. And he's next to a construction site. He he sees the lights and he dips out. Just that. Throwback to it's Nam esque. Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's Vietnam. It's really it's good. Vietnam vet, um, reminiscent kind PTSD of thing. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I never thought about it like PTSD until this last viewing. Same, same. Did you notice Bill Paxton? <laughs> oh, you can't not. as one of the quote unquote punks. punks. <laughs> you can't not notice Bill Paxton in He's this movie. So, rest well, dude. Yeah, rest um, well. He was a regular for Cameron. In most of his films, he was in this. He was in a much bigger role in Aliens. He was even game over, man. Game, game over. over. And when his voice breaks, game over. Yeah, uh, he, he's 
so good. I love Bill Baxton. What my, you, one oh, of my favorite on. things is the T100, T101. Whatever, yeah. He lands like crouched, like, like rest, perfect posture, like, like wrestling guy. This is my fucking yearbook photo. And pose. then Kyle Reese just drops five feet. <laughs> I, I said ten feet. Yeah, he, he dro- like we just figured this shit out. Just fucking go, go for it. And he fucking falls eight feet out of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, hey, hey. Oh, you can almost feel it. And you're all skinny, malnourished, and naked. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Reese said that his stunt buddy said that it was like a five to six foot drop. Uh, and uh, his name is Bean. What did I say? Reese. Wow. He called it by his character name. Either way, same guy. Eh, fair enough. <laughs> he said that his stunt guy actually had to do that from like five to six feet up. God damn, really? Yeah, you would think it only needed to be like two to three feet, but he said it was at least five. He's like, and concrete doesn't give. Well, no shit. Concrete doesn't give. <laughs> What do you think is the creepiest thing about the um, the Terminator's endoskeleton the representation? S- the skeleton? Like the skeleton itself that you see towards the last... In the third act. The, third the, act. the end of the third like act. Like once the skin burns off and it's just... Um, it's no longer Arnold. What What is the creepiest thing about the endoskeleton? I have one specific well, thing which th- makes it stand out to make it creepier than normal. To me, what's creepiest about it is not that it's an endoskeleton or it's a future thing. It's that it's still a skeleton. And like clearly a ligament or a joint has broken and he's dragging that left knee. That is creepy too. That's what that's what I always notice is that he's dragging it's 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 what it's one leg or the no, other. No, that's right. Remember. That is kind of creepy that That's he's what just, that's what I yeah, that's what I always notice, and it's like he's still he's broken, he's still moving, but he's still right. Accurate. He's still moving while he's still broken. It's not creepy, but that's what I always notice. I always notice the fact that they are metal beings that have human teeth. Oh, they have oh. white teeth. What sort of Nazi scientist did that shit? A Cameron, because he actually had a fever dream when he was in Rome shooting Piranha Two or something along those lines. Huh. And he started drawing some things that just came to him, and one was the Terminator in the endoskeleton the thing form that, with, that Stan Winston developed from, and it's the teeth. The that, creepiest thing for me, for me, it was always a day or two in when he's been shot up a couple of times, and he's in that uh, downtown L.A. hotel room, and he's got the X-Acto knife, and he's he's carving the... <laughs> eye out that's what's creepy to me that's disturbing as well that's what always creeped me out the exacto knife almost and just like i've i've never yeah he pops the eyeball out and then all right that got to lisa the worst that's she was like that uh, was it right there got fixed i fixed what's wrong now i gotta hide it from these fucking plebes let's just (laughs) pop on some ray-bans i think that brand was gargoyle good to go yeah but when you look at the prosthetic it's it's like pretty pretty fucking dated now that was one like. of the things that i had under what doesn't work the foam effects don't hold up i anymore. said while great for its time the animatronic yeah. puppet head of arnold during those few scenes in the motel where he has to make repairs or pull his eyeball out just stick out a little too much yeah they don't, they don't at the up. time I'm cutting sure edge. they cutting look edge. fucking cutting amazing. Edge. Ed Wood with a fucking million dollar budget. Yeah, yeah. I look at it and I, I, I go, mm. Mm. I love you. Just go on. It's like my wife likes ABBA, 
That's all right. I grew up with ABBA, so go keep going. Is that right? My wife likes ABBA, and I that's one of the things that I just allow to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you. For the most part, the rest of it is fucking... Even the stop-motion stuff that they use towards the end once, it's just the endoskeleton. It's, that it's, looks, it's that noticeable, looks, but it's not bad. No, it's noticeable, but it holds on for just long enough and... And just when you're like, no, that's dumb, it cuts. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, and then it's waist up and it's an animatronic, you, you know? Argue with me. You don't really get a chance to catch your breath with this movie. No, not really. You get a chance to go, and then it's back. I said there's the claustrophobic, oh, I actually put down here, there's a palpable how about I got palpable? There's a palpable claustrophobic feeling that this film gives you that they haven't been able to replicate since since the original film. Even when there's the constant pursuit in the second one, it's like you can't escape the Terminator's pursuit. And that just works so well. Have you seen that uh, that meme? Hey, what's your favorite Halloween movie? The one with the Rob Zombie. Your mother is dead. <laughs> no, I haven't. It's good. <laughs> I wonder how much of a foreign concept it was for people in 1984 to watch this movie and see Ginger, Sarah's roommate, constantly have her headphones on the entire time. <laughs> Wham! 104. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Mm. Don't make me bust you up, man. Rick Rossovich. <laughs> you kind of wanted Rick Rossovich to like maybe kind of fuck him up for a minute. Just for a minute. And... But it doesn't happen. No. He doesn't. never he never even lands a blow. No, he doesn't. Slider doesn't land a blow. Slider doesn't land Slider. shit. Slider gets fucked up worse than Goose does. He does. <laughs> I'm going to try to do a shitty Schwarzenegger. Let Based on the fact that there are three Sarah Connors that live in L.A. in 1984. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Hello? Hello, Sarah Connor? No. Is is that Sarah with an H? No, I'm not Sarah with an H. Is that Sarah with a S A R A C O N N O R? Yes. Oh, sorry, wrong Sarah Connor. Ring hey. ring. Hello. Hello, Sarah Connor. It's Sarah's out right now. Can I take a message? Is that Sarah with a S A R R A A H H H? Sorry, wrong number. <laughs> He calls all of them. Does he? Does he call all of them, or just locate them and then kill them? Well, I mean, probably. Did you notice the guy at the uh, at the gun store? Dick Miller. Yeah, yeah. The okay. one scene. He was great. One scene. Oh, he's always a great one scene guy. He is a great one scene guy. And I love. He's like you got to. And I get to close early. Yeah, you got to wait. And 12, you get to close forever. You got to wait twelve <laughs> days for that. But. Uh, Okay. Uh, you can take the rifles today, the handguns, you gotta wait 15 days. I would days. like plasma, uh, a plasma rifle. E13 plasma just, rifle. Only, only, what? You only get what you see here, pal. <laughs> I just want to try so laying sad. on hands. It's like, like, hey, I get to close early today. No, you get to close forever today. <laughs> You're dead, dick. <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. Uh, I never paid much attention until this viewing to the fact that the Terminator is missing his eyebrows and has shorter hair. After the fire. After the fire. It burns his shit off. Right. Yeah. 
No, I always notice that. I never notice. Lisa's like, why does his face look so weird and plasticky? I'm like, he doesn't have any eyebrows. The car explosion his was scars, enough to, His car explosion. His car explosion was Agador enough Spartacus, to, ladies and gentlemen, my co-host. Was, <laughs> was willing to burn off his eyebrows, but not burn his hair all off. Well, completely. it didn't burn all of his hair off. So what doesn't work? That's what I told you. I gave you my what doesn't work with the animatronic puppet head of Arnold. Mine was the machines that figured out AI. Total human-like cyborgs. Um, and time travel... But they can't seem to find out which Sarah Connor they're supposed to kill. All right. Kill them all. Let's kind of sort them out. That uh, was the which goes into my. It was strange. That was the tagline for the movie. <laughs> for the poster, it just didn't seem to work out. Which which, which goes into my. Uh, is that Sierra with an A H? There's an intensity that that Michael Bean brings with his performance of Kyle Reese that no one has been able to replicate in any other reiteration of Michael B uh not Michael Bean of Kyle Reese in any other version of Terminator. Not even not even the uh Dark Fate the uh the chick in Dark Fate. She's like a uh Charlie Theron one of Yeah, the, yeah. No, he has There is an intensity about him that no one else has been able to just convey. Something I really like about this movie is the Tiki Motel uh Making no, sure the way it, it takes a lot of different elements of of a couple, three different genres and rolls them into one. It's sci-fi. Yep. It's horror. Yep. It's slasher horror. It is kind of slasher horror. I never thought about He's it like that. He's fucking, he is straight up Michael Myers, dude. Can you not see John Carpenter directing this movie? Is that your, ma- is that your uh, no, but it magic is, wand? No, but it is now. <laughs> um, no, that's, a, that's an interesting way to look at that. But it it also has kind of an eye to the future with a strong female lead, but she's also she's not. You can write dudes write female leads one of two ways. You got a Cinderella or you got a Ripley, right? And she he kind of takes the two and makes them into fucking interweaves. Sarah Sarah Connor. Sarah 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 Connor. Which is I'd love to see a fight between Sarah Connor and Ellen Ripley. Actually, I'd love to see both of them like team up and run for president. Is <laughs> what, what, what I'd love to see. But a better movie would be like these two team up and defeat the fuck out of some shit. If we ever talk about T two, which we might at one point, sure. The best can. thing, the best thing about why T two works so well is it takes the main villain and makes him the hero. It takes the main protagonist. Minus Kyle Reese, it takes the main protagonist of mm-hmm. Sarah Connor, takes her soft and makes her hard, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And it takes the Terminator now and makes him the everyman, which is, where, they, which is, which what, is they, what they wanted to do the first time around. Well, it's what they tried to do with Dark Fate. Yeah. They just, they, which is what they redid with Dark Fate. I never thought about it like that, but yeah, you're right. That is what they did with Dark Fate. They made him very just, I could blend into a crowd and you would never notice me. Yeah. Arnold would not blend into a crowd. No. no. No, not at all. Dark Fate Dark Fate was a good movie. Genesis, I liked way better. There's no politics in that. There's not. I think I liked Dark Fate a little bit better. Really? I think it was a stronger story. I liked Sarah Connor being yes. back in the mix. Correct. Better. What's that new movie she's in when she's got the cornrows? Have you seen the promos for that? No. Oh, man. It looks... I don't know what it is, but she's like... <laughs> it looks really fucking good. It looks uh it looks like it Ryan Johnson might have directed it. It has that tone. Hmm, I don't know. 
the last thing that I wrote down is that the Tiki Motel seemed odd that it wanted to make sure that they had adult movies and truck parking on their marquee. Trucker I guess that was more important than color TV and HBO. What's your favorite line or scene? Hey, buddy. You got a dead cat in there or what? Fuck you, asshole. Something I always forget is the T-101 takes... He takes, like, battle damage. (laughs) Like, he starts off... Like, you always... He's 100% by the time... Sometimes it's like he's, he's like at 89%. He's a bag least. of Legos, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's my favorite slash worst line. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> uh, it's more of his Arnold's delivery. It's the worst, and it's also the best. My favorite scene is something that I can't really play as a clip. Okay. It's where Reese has followed Sarah into the nightclub, and he's just waiting to spot the Terminator. That's a... Fucking gorgeous scene, man. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's just a, that slow build. It's just that slow that burn. dance between like, is he like we know? It's, well, moves let me, let me ask you slow-mo. this. Let me ask you this. Do we know in 1984 before we know Terminator and Terminator 2 and all that shit? Do we know in 1984 as the audience that Kyle is a virtuous guy? Do we know that we he, know that the other guy has killed at least both Sarah, other Sarah Connors? There's still that a bit of is he are they right? both are they both is after he okay? her? Yeah. Are they both after her? Yeah, I get that. That makes sense. But that's my that's my question. Do right. we in 84 do we know that? Maybe not. Okay. Maybe not. That's what I'm getting at. She thinks he's after her. Right. And then he realizes, "Oh my god, it's not him. It's this guy that's about to blow my brains Which out." Which is way worse because Reese being after her would be the best case scenario. Yes. Because he's a fucking... And then he just pulls out the shotgun and unloads. Malnourished, malnourished human. Yeah, it's it's mm. great. Ah, so good. That's my favorite scene. My, my favorite scene is asshole. all the future shit. The three or four... Yeah. Of the... Of the just all the, of the... The carnage of what's going to happen. There's like several different types of forced perspective uh, SFX shots. Are they forced perspective? Some of them are. Oh, like okay. the skull's getting crushed... And the stuff that you see in the foreground is forced perspective with stuff that's shot way in the background is just a forced perspective of visual effects. No it's, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's really fun just kind of watching how they had to do all of that. I love James Cameron for that. I love- He was a- um, I fucking love- Beyond that, I love- What the fuck is his He name? did art direction is what he did. For but. not Ed Wood, but- Roger Corman? Roger Corman, thank he's you. He's another, yeah. He's I another love Corman Roger, disciple. I love Roger Corman for that. Yeah. Because he brought onto Hollywood so many fucking practical dudes. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. <laughs> Which we've we figured out the answer to. What happens if the T-100 kills John Connor? John Connor or Sarah Connor? Which Either one? one. What happens? Does it open a, like, a gold gym somewhere in <laughs> South Central? I mean, if you've seen Dark Fate, you know you've what it does. won. <laughs> I think actually Genesis and Dark Fate answer that question. Yeah, it's like, inevitable. What happens? Okay, so if you send a T one hundred one, if you send an Arnold back, yeah, and it does its job, it goes and lives its life. Does it explode? Does it go jump into the fucking ocean? It just lives another life. Yeah. What does the, it do? For the next does it forty years? Yeah. What does like it do? Dark That's, Fate. Yeah.
So what is your magic wand? All right. So I think with a magic wand, you could do John Carpenter urgent. John Carpenter version. Let John Carpenter direct it. How about that? That's say it that way. That that's an interesting way. I put down Paul Verhoeven. What if he did it? I mean, we're just what what what's my magic? Wand? I wanted to see James Cameron's version of Lance Hendrickson playing the Terminator. Ah, uh, from eighty four on. Yeah, hmm, like okay. I want to see that Terminator, and I want to see all the other ones after that, rather than. I like I like the idea of fuck all those. This the, the stupid shit I do all the time when you cross you cross streams or you 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 make a mixed universe thing. Fuck all that. What if Reese doesn't die? He and Sarah, like the Terminator, fucks him up and it fucks her up. But she she kills the Terminator. Okay, and he's still alive. Right. So she's she's, she's like still she's still the fucking queen bee. So then she has to go with Kyle into the desert, and he trains her in the ways of what makes her Sarah Connor and. Terminator 2. But then they're both John's parents. <laughs> or he doesn't die outright. Maybe maybe Reese dies before John is fully real. Or he's just like dad is dead to me <laughs> rather than him actually being Sure, dead. make him Vader, do some do some <laughs> shit like that. Don't just don't kill him before she has to take the whole journey on her own. How did you recast this? All right. I I can do that. I re- I was going to say I recast 3. Just three. It's pretty easy from here. Who did you read? Sarah Connor, The Terminator, and Kyle Reese. Same. Um, For The Terminator, I chose Josh Brolin. Uh, He kind of played something similar in Deadpool Deadpool 2, where he plays this character called Cable. He's a time-traveling cybernetic soldier. Mm. So it doesn't seem familiar at all. No, it doesn't sound (laughs) familiar at all. Uh, for Kyle Reese, I chose Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Oh, from, uh, Breaking Bad? Yes. Okay. I just was going for someone that was not what you were initially expecting as your protagonist and a kind of a team leader. Man, I went straight, I, I went straight one for one recast. And then for Sarah Connor, I chose Emily Blunt because think about hmm. Emily Blunt playing Sarah Connor in T2. Okay. No, that's fair. For my recasting, I went I went Kyle Reese, 1985, Michael Rooker. All right. Michael Rooker. He, um, yeah. I'm going to skip over T100 for right now. I'm going to go to Sarah Connor, and I'm going to say 2004, Uma Thurman. Totally. That's my, I that's my very Sarah much Connor. can I, I get that a little slicker, a little glossier, a little prettier. Right. <clears throat> my T one hundred one, two thousand nine, Javier Bardem. <laughs> oh yeah, chose because he fucking pretty much did it. Yeah, he played a human version of like the Terminator yeah. in No Country for Old Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my that's my T one hundred one. I like I like. I like that. And they kind of fucking did that in Dark Fate. They made him a fucking Latino dude. Yeah, they did make their newest Terminator. Or at least that's who the identity he assumed for. Sure, when sure. When they're in Mexico. Yeah. But yeah, I get it. Michael Rooker, Javier Bardem, and Uma Thurman. Um, similar or equal film. Do you this was a have niche. one? I have one. What if you, you pick, what if you picked the Terminator up? What if you what if you lured the Terminator into like an auto yard and picked it up with a big magnet? Like did you pick up a car with, like in Superman three? And just always left it on. Yeah. Would would that not blank its fucking memory? Maybe. 
Or at least left it on. It's always trapped up there. Would work. Long enough to get away. <laughs> Run! <laughs> My, mine, once, it, it took me a little <laughs> while to think on it, but I just was like, mm, 12 monkeys. Okay. It involves time travel, and instead of stopping the machine, he's trying to stop a deadly virus. And it's dark. It's very dark in that tone, especially compared to like T2. This one is dark, just like the first Terminator. Um, but if you wanted to dive deeper into the whole like AI thing, maybe the Matrix, the first Matrix film. I have two as well. Okay. Um, the first one I went for by the sheer degradation of the bad guy. And I went Highlander. Clarence Brown? Kind of guy, uh, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown, yeah, Clarence Clancy Brown. If you remember, he comes back in the in the mid eighties, New York, and he's like punk rock, and he's got right. like, his neck is all stapled shut. No, I get that. I like just he, hate he's, that movie. He, he's taken. <laughs> I so want to. I so want to like that movie. I just can't stand it. It's awesome. It's fucking dumb. It's anyway. Go it's ahead. dumb, but I mean, it's not any dumber than a robot. Terminator, yeah, than yeah. a robot. No, concept but wise, I totally he's, get it. He's an imposable. He's 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 a better fighter than you, than the than our hero, and is he's got the leather jacket. He's got the no eyebrows. He's his neck is sta- literally fucking stapled shut or a safety pin shut. Yeah, I went with uh, I went with Highlander based. Solely on physical appearance of the main bad guy. If you want to go with a, a bit more obvious, I went with Halloween. An, an unstoppable force. Yep. Michael Myers, the shape. He doesn't stop. He keeps coming and coming and coming. And not in a fun way. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, how about some trivia? That's all yours. Six pack trivia. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger worked with guns every day for a month to prepare for the role. The first two weeks of filming, he practiced weapons. And he shot 35 homeless people. (laughs) Only 35. That was it. (laughs) The first two weeks of filming, he practiced weapons stripping and reassembling blindfolded until the motions were automatic like a machine. He spent hours at the shooting range and practicing with different weapons without blinking or looking at them when reloading or cocking. He had also he also had to be ambidextrous. He couldn't be left over right. Huh. And so he practiced up to 50 times with both hands, all different weapons. He wound up garnering a compliment from the magazine Soldier of Fortune for his realistic handling of guns on camera, where the magazine usually lampoons movies uh, for their inaccurate depiction of weapons use. Hmm. Everything that he does is just so matter-of-fact. It's just a fluid motion. Uh, the beginning of the production was postponed for nine months due to Arnold's uh, commitment to Conan the Destroyer. Really? Yep. Conan. He fucking. He dealt with. Uh, he uh, he delayed Predator by getting married. Yeah. Well, he didn't delay this. The producers of Conan delayed Terminator hmm. when they found out that he was making this movie. Okay. Uh, during that time, Cameron wrote Aliens. And Jesus. also Ram- Rambo, uh, First Blood Part Two. James Cameron wrote Rambo? He was, he was one of the screenwriters for Rambo. Okay, he didn't direct it. No. Okay, okay. <laughs> Fuck, I thought I was about to learn a lot. All right. Uh, Sorry. Es- that's okay. This es- is exciting. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun. Uh, estimated body count. On with the body count! 
39. <laughs> 39. The Terminator kills a total of 28 people. <laughs> All right. Uh, there are. Let's see here. The One of the three punk rockers, or the punks, at Griffith Observatory. Mm-hmm. Bill Paxton. One, not Bill Paxton, the guy who he shoves his hand through his chest. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <clears throat> the gun store owner, Dick Miller. Uh, the first two Sarah Connors. Matt and Ginger, his roommate, her roommate, and her Rick Rossovich. Yeah, Rick Rossovich. Slider. Right. Uh, three Tech Noir patrons, 17 police officers in the police station. Okay. Not fully established until the sequel when they actually commented on the number. Yeah, the number. Ah, that's beautiful. Uh, Sarah's mother, the truck driver, although he may have only been knocked out. Uh, Kyle Reese does not count. Even though the Terminator's wounds, uh, even though the Terminator wounds and roughs him up, Reese eventually dies from the explosion impact of his own bomb on the Terminator itself. Hmm. Okay. The club was called what? Do you remember? Tech Noir. Tech Noir. You you said it like I I didn't know. I'm sorry. I two went, minutes ago. Oh, you're right. I did. Wow. Well, right. <laughs> it's okay. I'm. I was I was listening when you were talking. I, I wasn't listening when I was talking. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> um. This was actually a a film genre that James Cameron coined himself in describing what uh, category this film falls under. No. After dismissing the notions that it was just a mere horror movie. It's a, this is just a horror movie. It's this, an action horror movie. There's nothing to be shamed about by, no, by saying he, that. No, he wanted to look at it differently. I, I get it, but... Tech noir films like Blade Runner and this film combine the old-style grittiness of noir films with the futuristic elements of a science fiction thriller. I get that, but there's nothing to, there's, there's nothing to be ashamed about by making this a slasher film. I don't know if film. it wasn't ashamed. It was just this wasn't what he was going for. It's just some... No, he was, trying to, he was trying to avoid being compared to Halloween. And I get, I that. get that. I get that. I understand that. I wouldn't, same year I as um, Freddy Krueger. Freddy, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Um, Cameron and, himself had the club built specifically for the film and had turned away local club uh, goers who thought Tech Noir was an actual nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> the building still exists, but it is now a jewelry store. Cameron's original story idea was much more elaborate and involved Skynet sending not one, but two Terminators... And when I was reading this off mm-hmm. to Lisa, she said, and a microphone. <laughs> that, she came in right like on like on the dot. That joke belongs to my wife. Yeah, no, you're not you're not that funny. No. I, th- I thought that came from somewhere else. <laughs> I said two terminators, she said, and a microphone. <laughs> And then went up top, and I'm like, yeah, you deserve that up top. Absolutely, yeah. Did you high five? <laughs> yeah. You said, oh, absolutely. Oh, that's beautiful. That's great. That's great. <laughs> I love you, Lisa. <laughs> but, yeah, but it was surprising. I had, <laughs> I had no idea that the his original script was kind of like how um, <sighs> Lucas did Star Wars. He had a lot of ideas that were in the additional movies. That he could only like they wouldn't the they wouldn't work in the first draft right the first, okay. the first okay. move the first draft had two terminators no microphone <laughs> one was the T one hundred and one was the T one thousand why are you flipping me off dick one for the thousand okay one was liquid metal 
They've never come off a liquid metal thing. They've never improved on that. No, they haven't improved since on ninety one. That's why one and two are the best, and they it, can't really do any more past that. But one and two, but liquid metal Genesis. was the second one. He Genesis tried to do good. claymation, and it just didn't work. So he backed away, knowing that he, the technology just wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? It's not a liquid metal Terminator. It's a Play Doh Terminator. I just I thought claymation was a little bit of an odd choice. I'm like, this isn't Clash of the Titans time. It's a it's it's it's, a, it's an odd choice. Yeah, it's a dumb choice. That's why he didn't do it. So instead, he just chose to. Uh, he had two Terminators move uh, into 1984, and he had two humans jump to 1984, and one of the two did not survive the jump. I think Terminator holds up way better than T2 holds up. I agree. I completely agree with that. Because Terminator is character-based. There's some effects, there's some visual shit, but a lot of it is in camera. Yeah. And T2 is a lot It relies heavily upon the visual Liquid effects. Terminator. And it, the Terminator, the first one with Michael Bean, Mr. Bean, and even when the effects come into it, they're only like... It's minimal compared to... Yes, thank you. And it's in the third act. You're terminated, fucker. That's it. It's like Arnold stops being in the movie late. In the the third act. Late in the third act, yeah. Yeah. After the truck accident. Schwarzenegger's famous line, I'll be back, was originally scripted as, I'll come back. Did he wing it or did he just not? It didn't state specifically. My guess is that he he wunged it. He winged it. I vonged it. I vonged it and I von. <laughs> uh, the Terminator is only is the only character to be listed in the American Film Institute's 100 Heroes and Villains as oh, both a hi- villain and a hero because fuck. of the two movies. Yes. The T1, the T101 or T101, we T100. Tewanawanga. 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 Arnold has in the top 100 villains and heroes in the same 100. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Most are either credited just as villains or they are credited as heroes, but not same role. I have a dog. I don't know if you knew that or not. I heard you had three at some point. Yeah, but I only have one that's a full-on asshole. (laughs) And that was the one that was... uh, Barking? Yeah, just then. Sorry. Continue. (laughs) Michael Bean and Arnold Schwarzenegger are in the same frame together only once. Fuck off. Really? Yeah. It is when Kyle blasts the Terminator the second time at Tech Noir when they finally meet in the factory. It's not Schwarzenegger. It's a metal puppet. It makes sense because someone said – someone mentioned that we were only in one frame in the entire film until – and I'm like, well, that makes – he said that makes sense because if we were in the same frame too many times, um, I would be dead. That's so fucking good, man. This is almost – it's not quite Blade Runner. It's not quite the the caliber of Blade Runner, but it's almost like a detective story. Yeah. It's almost fucking Manhunter. And so we all know that Cameron's original concept of the Terminator was that he was to be an everyman and that he could blend into the crowd. Cast and, originally by? Uh, well, no, we're not getting there yet. Okay. We're almost there. Okay. Sorry. Not cast, but that was proposed. Okay. Yes, this was all thrown out once he actually had a lunch meeting with Arnold Schwarzenegger and everything got flipped on its head. Okay. Um, one other bit of trivia before I go into casting is that uh, there are two very brief deleted scenes from the Terminator at the end of the film at the factory. I watched them the other night. 
had no idea they existed. Are they after the credits or are they special? No, they are like physically deleted. They had them in it and then they removed them from the final release of the picture. Were they to be James Bond will return kind of shit? Well, they were to be two additional scenes that were to be there. Okay. They pulled them out because it changed the tone of the ending. They wanted a more emotional change for Sarah Connor. Which is, I think, the right choice. Right. So, the first is a man who picks up the microchip. It's not Miles Dyson, um, but wants it taken to R&D on Monday morning. Which sets up T2. Okay. Right. Okay. You notice in that factory, there's a lot of robotics, right? Uh Uh-huh. The second is the camera moving up after Sarah is taken away on the ambulance that reveals that they were at... Cyberdyne Systems. Ah, that would have been good, though. Yeah, I know. They pull it out almost like, were they at where they were supposed to be? I don't. Uh, were they at Cyberdyne Systems? Because I actually made that comment to Lisa the uh, night we watched it. The next morning, since I took the day off, I, wa- <laughs> I watched woke, all the deleted scenes. You woke up scenes. sweating in a fever dream. I must find out. <laughs> I watched the deleted scenes, and I was like, Yes! It said Cyberdyne, and I told her, I said, I bet you they're in Cyberdyne. You just don't know it. God, that would have been good. Yeah. That would have been fucking good. You know what? No, fuck that. That would have been better to have used in uh, a prelude in Terminator 2. Yeah, what it said was is they were deemed unnecessary because the their payoff was intellectual rather than emotional. And uh, could be inferred without interrupting the emotional resolution of Sarah's ordeal. I'm wondering if they chose to not pull those out because they may or may not have a sequel available. Sure. I And I, that's the only reason they, they yeah. Oh, There's also a scene that they pull so from good. there that Sarah actually wants to try to go and locate Cyberdyne and try to like either destroy their offices, their building, and, and something like that. And I'm like, oh, that was rehashed. And reused as an original piece of material when T2. T2. Ha! 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 I don't know how much longer I can hold this. And anybody who doesn't get this hasn't seen T2 enough. (laughs) All right. So casting. Okay. Please tell the audience if uh, they are unaware who was the first person considered for the Terminator by the producers, but he was feared to be considered too Too nice. O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson. Ouch. So, I have... Also, terrible casting, even if... I understood initially what they were thinking of, but... You know who would have been better? Who would have been better? You know who would have been better? Reggie Jackson. Yeah. He looks meaner. And he plays a robot in... Uh, I Must Kill the Queen. Naked Gun. Naked Gun. God. Yeah. I wanted to say Police Squad, but that was not the actual name of the movie. Well, Naked Gun from the Files, files of, police of the squad. Police Squad. Yeah. Right. Um, considered, also considered for the Terminator. I have many, several here. Yes. Are you ready? I am fucking ready. The first one, we already know, Lance Hendrickson mm-hmm. was considered. Okay. Uh, Ron Perlman. Might have worked. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Stephen Lang. Do you know who Stephen Lang is? No. He's the guy who plays uh, Freddie Lowndes in the original original Manhunter. Man oh, no. He plays more of a tough guy once he's older. I've seen him in several films. 
This was um, two years before he was in Manhunter. So yeah, terrible. So, so choice. yeah, weird. He would have been. But he good, was looking for the everyman. He'd have been a good Kyle Reese. Yeah. Okay. All right. Chevy Chase. <laughs> Michael Keaton. Oh. Alec Baldwin. I'm Terminator. Robin Williams. I'm Terminator. Oh, hey. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> what? Martin Sheen. What? Kevin Costner. What? And John Travolta. I'm the Terminator. It's so weird. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I came from the future to kill everybody. I'm naked. Oh, it's crazy. Oh. So fucking every man in Hollywood in 1984, basically, Correct. is what you're saying. Jesus Christ. Tom Selleck was also approached to be the Terminator, but had to decline due to his commitment to Magnum P.I. Also to good taste. Correct. Fuck, that's dumb. Every That's dumb. I that's only, just dumb. I only have one actress that was considered or actually won the role but declined. For Sarah Connor. For Sarah Connor. Sigourney Weaver. Deborah Winger. God, fuck, no, that's terrible too. She changed her mind and because, turned down the role. Because that's not the right role for Correct. her. Correct. You're terminated, and fucker. For- Can you see her saying that? You're terminated, fucker? No. No. Kyle Reese. Richard Gere. Well, if you do Deborah Winger. Your favorite, Sylvester Stallone. You're terminated, fucker. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> Sabotage system 6545. Bruce Willis and no. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke! <laughs> <laughs> I could see Mickey Rourke. I could kind of see it because he was not an unknown, but... Pretty close to an unknown name. But you kind of had to be unknown. That was that was the thing about Kyle Reese, was he was unknown. Yes. His character was unknown, you know? Yeah. Uh, no. This movie was cast perfectly. Yeah. Uh, All right. Still hold up. Final thoughts? <sighs> Absolutely. The concept feels as original now as it did almost 40 years ago. The fact that this movie- God, don't, don't say it like that, <laughs> man. 40 years ago? Uh, Cam- Cameron's ability to sustain suspense success, uh, successfully uh, combining action with a compelling story and provide captivating characters despite the limitations of the actors portraying them is astounding considering the limited budget, too. They played the character that they needed to play. Yep. They they hit between their lines. Classic story of... We don't have money for you to do this. Can you, you do it anyway? Can you do can you do this? Can you get from A to B? I can do A and get to B and I can do B plus. I can do B plus. I can do B plus. I'm stretching it when I get to C. All right, that's fine. You're paying for B, I'm gonna give you B plus. Yeah. I've yeah. always enjoyed this film. Even more so the older I get. I believe that T two to me is a more rewatchable film but it's really fun to see how Cameron was able to put his vision up on the screen with very few compromises and such a lid like a little budget you know yep it's a classic 80s american dark science fiction film at its best this holds up better for me as each year goes by because it doesn't save for a few kind of uh the the puppet the puppet effects of him cutting his eye out and that bullshit yeah Everything. Stan Winston did an amazing job on this film, but it doesn't. That's the only thing that really doesn't hold it, water. It drags like, it. It drags yeah. it. It holds it back. Everything else, like when when it cuts to Terminator Vision and he's got the the red like the 
I don't want to say a period piece. It kind of is. It kind of is. It's it's a modern. It's a it's a nouveau noir science fiction period piece. Did we just coin that term? Sure. Okay. So we did. It's not married to any existing technology. I mean, sure, it it took place in 1984, but in a 1984 that happened from the future. It fires on all cylinders. I don't know that they intended on making a sequel. I'm not entirely sure if he chose to want to make a sequel until but he had success they, with two more films. They let it, like they cut it off. It could have surgically been, yeah. at the end. You know, it's like it's you're terminated, fucker, and he's done. Okay, well, now she's got a dog that can smell the Terminator, and she's got a baby cooking a bun in the oven. <laughs> ah man, yeah. Like the way Reese talks about the photograph and like, I always wonder what you were thinking of that day. And she was thinking about him. Yeah. It's yeah. a little bit of a love story. It's yeah. a little bit of a sci-fi story. It's a little bit of a horror story. Yeah. Horror story. Horror. Horror. The effects are good. Every other sequel. Shit. That's <laughs> just not, those are not mince words. The second one, T2. Great. Yeah. It's a great film. Terminator 3. Terrible. Yeah. What they do with Terminator there's been too many people that have owned the rights, and every time it exactly. changes ownership, they're they, like, "We can rebuild it. They they change, we can make it stronger, <laughs> bigger, stronger, faster." But Genesis is a fun twist on the no no no, no. it's like the Superman three of Terminator movies. What just, if this happened? Just have fun. Yeah. What if this happened? Dark Fate is kind of the same thing, but it brings back Sierra Connor. Yeah. Sarah and with this... an H. <laughs> the Uncanny Valley is used beautifully in Dark Fate. Is this just a little bit of uh what's his fucking name? What the fuck is his name? The actor. Ed 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 Furlong. Yes. Just for a second. Oh, for the And then the, bah, 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 the... she he kills him. Well the concept of them stating well, of course they sent more than one Terminator back the second time. Sure, why wouldn't they? Well, yeah, it makes total sense. Which then asks my question, what happens to that Terminator? Does he open a gym? I feel like I'm in a glass case of my emotion. <laughs> because of that, I'm going to pull out a chaser here. Yes, do a chaser. Make it a good one. Come on. I'll make it a good one by randomly putting my hand into this envelope. Do the hoodoo that you do that you do so well. <laughs> Who asked this question? Cousin Sasha. Cousin Sasha. She wants to know if okay. there is a movie plot hole that's always bothered you. <laughs> Shall I skip the obvious? What's the obvious? Why does Luke kiss his sister after he comes out of the back to tank? <laughs> An empire? Why does Marty let his mom hit on him? Throw, hard, throw, throw tongue like hard. Throw tongue down his throat. Yeah, and hand him some. So yeah, Sasha. I feel Sasha. You've thrown us a question before. So yeah, I'm gonna give you a better answer than what I just thought of. So what's the que Nathan? What's the question again? If there's a plot hole that's always bothered you. <sighs> You have? Can you go first? Oh man, this is really difficult for me. I mean, truly for me, it's always been Luke and Leia, or Marty 
and Lorraine McFly. Or Lorraine Baines at the time. She keeps calling him Calvin. Like, ah. Cal. Calvin. Why do you keep calling me Calvin? It's written on your underwear. underwear. Where are my pants? On my, my hope, hope chest. chest. <laughs> Gross. That's for, for... Sasha, for me, for as, as a dude, as a dude, as a straight cisgender dude, the thought of <laughs> tongue kissing my sister or my mom is fucking disgusting. So that would be the biggest plot hole for me, would be Luke and Leia on Hoth after the uh, back to tank. I guess you don't know everything about women that you think you do kind of thing. Um, I guess I could Calvin Klein. I could pull James Cameron back into this mix and specifically go, why didn't Rose move over a few inches and let <laughs> Jack float on the piece of wood with her? <laughs> I like that. Because they've done the math. I've seen the pictures. Yeah, it could work. It's very possible. That's that's what I'm going to go with. Um, Jack had room. Rose was selfish. Rose had room and was selfish. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, I think that's how you want to say it. I sure wasn't drinking when I said that. <laughs> Jack had room. Hashtag Jack had room. <laughs> Sasha, you're not, not a Rose. bitch. I meant Rose is a bitch. It's not you. Rose is a bitch. Rose had room. Jack died. All right. All right, gang. So there's a definitive answer to the question that has plagued our society for times unbeknownst to man. <laughs> will you come back next week? I hope you will. We'll be back next week. It'll with, be scary. What'll we do next it's week? Halloween. Oh, the ghoul's hour. The witching hour. What are we doing? Psycho. Oh. Which version? The original. The only? The only 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 version. And? Everyone goes a little mad sometimes, Nathan. They do. I've heard about it. And another movie based on the same guy that is based on Norman Bates, which is what movie? Ed Gein. (laughs) Correct. Ed Gein Gein is the... he's, he's, He's a person... Yeah. No, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yes. From 1973. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. When was the last time, Nathan, you saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Psycho? I borrowed it uh, at the end of last year. I think I watched it last Halloween. You gave it to me, and I kind of poo-pooed it when I didn't. It wasn't that scared. I wasn't blah, blah, blah. And it had been 10, 15 years. And, and I said, said watch, watch it, it again. Watch it not as a horror movie, but watch, it, watch, as a it. Fil- watch it as a filmmaker. Film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it I watched it differently that time and now I'm kind of wanting Still, to and dreading watching it a second time now. Oh, it's in that so good. in that light. It's my one of my five favorite movies. I get oh. it. It would never be mine, but I totally understand why it is for many people. Next week we will see you for our season finale Halloween special Psycho Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Until then, buy a t-shirt, buy a sticker. $8 shipped for a t-shirt. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're not on Twitter. We try, but we don't try, really. Go to Apple Podcast. Leave us a review. A five-star would be fucking killer. Tell us why it's a five-star. Just any anything. 
Travis's guitar work is amazing. Even if you have to lie, it's okay. Rate us wherever you go, wherever your podcasts are downloaded. Take you. Wherever your podcasts take you. Yeah. May the sun always be at your back, but always stay off the Mars. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. Sarah Connor. Yes. 